Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of people say it's racist. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. That's why comes from China. I want to be accurate. I have the great, I have great love uh, for all of the people from our country. But uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China. That's why we love Donald Trump, because he's a strong leader in bad times. Welcome to the Savage Nation. We all know it's the Wuhan virus, but the vermin in the media, particularly in this case, Cecilia Vega, who see everything through the lens of race because they are hardcore racists in their heart, are trying to say that Trump has no right to say it's the virus uh, from China. Well, it is a virus from China, and that leads to the next question today, which is, should China pay for coronavirus, meaning SARS-CoV-19? It's more really... It's it's realistically named SARS-CoV-19, if you want to name it what it is. It's an acute respiratory syndrome. But the issue is financial right now. The country is reeling, as is the West. And whether China released this by accident from a biohazard, bio-war lab, uh, or on purpose, we don't care. All we know is that The source of the virus was a laboratory in China in the Wuhan district where there were many laboratories working on this and other viruses. Now, the debt here is worrisome. The loss of our freedoms is even more worrisome. I have never believed I would never have believed that so many people would give up so many of their rights so quickly without so much as a whimper. Nobody in California said to Governor Newsom, wait, not so fast. No one has said, wait a minute, you have no right to tell me I can't go out of my house without your permission. Who the hell are you? Now he's saying they may uh, introduce martial law. I live in the San Francisco area. The entire area is in lockdown. Everyone is in fear. Everyone in the Bay Area, which makes believe they're so wild and free, are scared little rabbits hunkering down in their little burrows. Because someone in the government said, don't move. Not so fast. Let me explain something to you. If we are all so willing to give up all of our rights so quickly for such an illness, what happens when this uh, virus passes and you get a demagogue in power who says, because of fill in the blank, we want you to do X, Y, and Z. We want you to give up your guns. The mayor already of New Orleans did that. She's used this as a pretext to seize guns and the sale of guns, rather, in uh, New Orleans. What will Newsom do next? What is Feinstein going to suggest next? The great genius on the Senate Intelligence Committee. She didn't know this was happening. 
All of these incompetent octogenarians didn't see this coming. What could happen? One of my financial fears. Why is San Fran in lockdown? Well, I, I posited an answer on uh, Twitter the other night, and about 5,000 of you liked it. I said, why is San Fran area in lockdown? Three principal reasons. One, largest or one of the largest Chinese populations outside of China, many are undocumented, may have recently traveled there. A Chinese friend of mine agreed with me, a doctor. He says, yes, we don't know who's there. They go back and forth Two, huge homeless population, which all of the vermin now telling us to stay home wouldn't address. How long have I told you the homeless population needs to be taken off the streets? How many weeks have I said that to you? Three, immune compromised HIV population. Am I wrong as to why the Bay Area is in such a scared lockdown state? Well, no, I'm not wrong. I think I'm right. But what are the financial ramifications and financial fears of what could happen. Now you say, well, it's wild speculation. I tweeted about a, two hours ago, heavy money printing. Whoever heard of giving out money to everyone? I never saw anything like this. That's right out of a communist dictatorship. It's like out of Venezuela to buy votes. Sending checks to everyone, including people who don't need it, is going to devalue our currency. Heavy money printing and deficit spending will lead to hyperinflation. The value of our dollar will fall. What will happen if the value of the dollar keeps falling? Will new money have to be printed? Like the new franc of the 1960s? Those of you who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. Those of you who don't know what the NF was don't know what I'm talking about. Nothing is sure with paper money. These are some of the questions. There are a few others. Here's a big one. Again, that slipped through the eyes of the scared rabbits here in America. Why has the Canadian border been slammed shut but not the Mexican border. Gee, that's an interesting question. They were quick to close the border with Canada, which posed virtually no threat to us, but they haven't closed the Mexican border. Why is that, boys and girls? Can you figure it out? How do you feel about the government giving out free money? What happened to fiscal conservatism? Few other things I got to talk about. Hospital ships. Who was the first in the media to call for using them? Me, Michael Savage. Me, Michael Savage. I, Michael Savage. When they brought that infected cruise ship in, I screamed like bloody murder on this radio show. I said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Bringing in the Diamond Princess to Oakland, California, and then bringing the sick people into our hospitals onto military bases. But the governor didn't listen to me. No one listened to me. What did I suggest right in this show? Because I am Lincaeus Pilot, Sierra the Argonauts. I see far ahead, and I saw what was coming, and I said, wait a minute, not so fast. Bring hospital ships to one of our ports on the West Coast and bring them off the cruise ship and put them on hospital ships. Do not let them go to land until they've all been cleared through testing. No one listened to me. There's a lot of ignorance out there. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of fear mongering out there. But most importantly, there's a lot of demagoguery out there, mainly from the left, who is using this opportunity to steal our freedoms in the United States of America. Let me tell you what I think could happen while you call on the questions that I have raised, such as should China pay for coronavirus, SARS-CoV-19? You say, well, how could they pay for it? Well, get debt forgiveness is real easy. 
uh, or our companies who uh, owe China stuff could just default on the payments. How many times have we had the payments defaulted against us by South American banana republics years ago? We could just say, you know what? Sorry, we're not paying you. Or it could be done more methodically and more or- in a more orderly fashion. And China could put a trillion dollars into the WHO and the IMF. That would go a long way to helping the countries that are devastated by the virus that originated in China. Right. That's a thought, isn't it? We're not allowed to think it. Will a thought police come and tell me I can't ask the question? I got this from a anonymous friend in the financial business. He's in the gold business. I'll be clear with you. He works for Swiss America, one of my advertisers, because I trust their advice. And I asked them, what do you think is going to happen? I said, I fear, uh, <clears throat> I fear the following. And I said, uh, I think it could happen. I said, heavy money printing and deficit spending could lead to hyperinflation. The value of our dollar could fall. Will new money have to be printed like the new Frank of the 60s? Here is the answer I got. Take it for what you uh, want to do with it. Savage, you're absolutely right. The end result could be a global reset of all currencies. Inflating away large debts is nothing new. Argentina, Venezuela, Weimar, just to name a few. Uh, Look up the Weimar Republic with the wheelbarrows. Michael, you and I have been warning about black swan events like this and the consequences of such to a vulnerable country run on wasteful deficit spending coupled with artificially low interest rates. Think about it, Michael. If the Fed allowed banks to pay savers a real rate of return, say 7 to 10 percent, like CDs in the 80s and 90s, this would never have happened. Even with a trigger like a pandemic, the system would be run as designed, not run by algorithms and greedy hedge fund operators and stock buybacks. We have a systemic problem. And as you know, as a trained scientist, that is not good. Michael, the good news is the banks are fine right now. And with, 13, and with the 13-3 invoked by the Treasury Secretary assuring any commercial paper and the money market funds are now guaranteed payment by the government, things should start to settle down. That move was very smart. But sending checks to everyone, including many not needing them, is a huge mistake. The people already believe government can fix all problems. Michael, you know better. Life is fragile and as such, precious. Hard argument to make in a country where life has no little value to many. Sad times, but as always, the species will survive. However, just as in 9-12-01, the world will never be the same, and only the strong shall survive, physically, financially, and spiritually. Keep the faith. This is the Savage Nation. I'll be back with more information, not only on the uh, virus itself, the virus news you can use, but also on the financial ramifications, the loss of our individual liberties and rights, which the great conservatives gave up without firing so much as a burp. No one said anything about the loss of our liberties. They went like sheep into their little rabbit holes without saying, wait a minute, not so fast. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, this is a very serious time that we're living in. We're not just witnessing the spread of coronavirus. We're seeing the spread of fear. And it's driving the markets down and demand for basic necessities through the roof. According to my Patriot Supply, they have older customers with health conditions who are petrified to go out, who are living off their emergency food supply. Others are under self-quarantine and some just don't want to face the mob for a loaf of bread. Would you please go to preparewithsavage.com right now and please 
When you go to preparewithsavage.com, reserve your two or four week emergency food kit right now. These meals include breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they can last up to 25 years in storage so you're always prepared. I've been telling you about my Patriot Supply for a long time, and they've been working around the clock to keep up with your orders. The current wait for you is now 8 to 12 weeks because the demand for their supplies has been 80 times normal. 80 times normal. We have no idea how long this crisis will last, so it's very important to be self-reliant, and it's not too late to do it now. You're going to have to wait 8 to 12 weeks anyway, so get online preparewithsavage.com. Please do it now. Please do it now. Preparewithsavage.com. I would like to begin uh, by announcing some important developments in our war against the Chinese virus. We'll be invoking the Defense Production Act just in case we need it. In other words, I think you all know what it is, and it can do a lot of good things if we need it, and we will uh, we will have it uh, all uh, completed, signing it in just a little while, right after I'm finished with this conference. I'll be signing it. It's prepared to go. So we will be invoking the Defense Production Act. This is not unprecedented, but uh, not uh, enacted since wartime. Yes, we're at war. We're at war with the virus. We're at war with fear. We're at war with ourselves. Here in the San Francisco Bay Area, all the wild and crazy people who think they're so free went into their rabbit holes without offering so much as a whimper when told to stay at home and not go out. All the wild, crazy leftists. And where are all the conservatives with the crazy spending? Where are all of the fiscal conservatives that no longer exist? Where are all of the crazy militias we heard about saying we're not going to comply with your order to stay at home? Where are they? At least a discussion. We gave it up without a whimper. When fascism comes to a nation, sometimes it comes with a terrible price and a terrible prelude of a war. But in this case, fascism has arisen in this nation without so much as a whimper. Think about it, the bigger picture. And the morons are still on the beaches in Florida. The sex-crazed maniacs are on the beaches for their spring break. The so-called next generation that's supposed to carry America, the the millennials, the college girls, the college boys, the schmucks, the know-nothings. They're in in, 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 uh, skimpy bathing suits with olive oil on their boat, whatever, suntan lotion, looking to, to get sex as quick as they can. And what about the marijuana morons? You're still smoking marijuana in a time of disease such as this? You idiots, you, you don't even understand what it's doing to your lungs? Just the hot smoke, you morons, no one's told you that? What do you think, it's good for you? Well, there's only so much you can do in one day. I was in the market this morning. There's everything there except one thing, you'll never believe this. Fully stocked, virtually fully stocked. Rice is sold out. I saw that go in Hawaii when I lived there, I don't know, 40 years ago, when there were any kind of crises. The rice was the first thing to go. The local Japanese-American population cleaned out the shelves there. So rice is going, spaghetti is going, spaghetti sauces are going, but they're all restocked now, uh, but there's no garlic. Would you believe it? All the garlic is gone. 
in my local market. I'm talking about the real good stuff. Maybe people are smarter than I think. Maybe they understand garlic is a very powerful tool in a time like this. I couldn't get it. I still have a bunch, but uh, it's gone. Just a little thing. Do you feel the government is overstepping its bounds by shutting down businesses? Do you? And what about the Sanders race? The commie is gone. The communist is gone. That filthy man in a dirty suit with the tuna fish stain on his breast, on his lapel, that filthy loudmouth spritzer from New York, uh, has accomplished his goal of destroying the Democrat Party. And uh, he's produced a left-wing Democrat Party that Americans can see right through right now. And poor old Biden is there. Please never use the word plugs with me. I don't like that word. I don't like calling people names such as that. It makes no meaning. You want to refer to Biden from now through the election? I have a better name for him. Hyden Biden. I sent it to the president this morning. Uh, We have uh, a president who likes to have quick names for people. Crazy Bernie, that's gone. Uh, And things like that. So I would say Hyden Biden because Biden has a lot to hide. Okay, Hyden Biden. Let's not refer to plugs or height. Just Hyden Biden. Does that work for you? U.S. government and the tech industry discussing ways to harness location data to combat coronavirus. What does that mean? What do you mean harness location data to combat coronavirus? What are we living in, communist China? You got Google now tracking us to tell the government where we are while we're in the bathroom? No, my friends, this is not good. This is a violation of our civil rights. White House coronavirus plan aims to send $2,000 to many Americans, includes $300 billion for small businesses. Sounds good, doesn't it? How do you feel about the government giving away free money? What happened to fiscal conservatism? Do you fear, as I do, hyperinflation with this kind of spending? The Dow Jones right now has dropped below 20000 It's 19186 for those of you who even know what that means. It's very, very bad right, right now. The Dow Jones has reached the same level it was when Trump took office. How much money have you lost? Are you worried? Do you have faith that this economy will bounce right back? Have you, what have you done? What are you doing about it? I invite you to call because it's your talk show. It's the Savage Nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Listen, we're in weird times. What if a medical emergency arises? Are you really prepared? Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me. But it can when you least expect it. In a medical emergency, Air MedCare Network providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital. And if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your air flight. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. You should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Pay attention. Sign up for an Air MedCare Network membership. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network with more than 3 million members, including me. You heard me right. This costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. For $85, can you afford not to have this? Right now, as part of The Savage Nation, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. 
please, for the sake of yourself and your family, go to the special website, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage and use code savage. It's simple. Airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage and then use code savage. Your question about China. Uh, look, this information campaign that they are waging is designed to shift responsibility. Now it's not the time for recrimination. <laughs> now, now's the time to solve this global pandemic. Time for recrimination. Risk to America. Shut up! Get this liberal off my show. What? A, shut the hell up! Yes, it is time for recrimination, idiot. It did come from China, and yes, they should pay for coronavirus or SARS COVID nineteen. They should immediately transfer one trillion dollars to the WHO and to the IMF. What do you mean they shouldn't pay for it? They released it on the world, either by accident or on purpose. And now we're all giving up our civil liberties. And along comes Newsom, announces the National Guard is out there. And uh, they're just going to perform routine duties. But he said we have the ability to do martial law, do martial law. You know, I hate the word do. That's a marijuana word. Idiots use it everywhere you turn. I think I'll do some tuna fish. I think I'll do uh, some soda. It comes out of the drug drug uh, mentality. We'll do some this. We'll do some that. How does a governor say a thing like that? We have the ability to do martial law if we feel that ne- the necessity. That would replace the usual laws with all of our freedoms with military authority. With the suspension of civil liberties like freedom of association and movement. That's what you get from a liberal in a crisis like this. Okay, my friends, you thought you're wild and free and crazy because you had sex like a mink around the clock. You thought you were wild and free. You were were a slave. Your sexual freedoms that you thought made you a wild and free person were actually your enslavement. As Orwell uh, said, and I've repeated this for 25 years on the air because of one of my favorite uh, writings by George Orwell. Those who run around screaming, I am free, I am free, I am free. All I hear them doing is rattling their chains. Here in the San Francisco area, it's nothing but chain rattling ever since I've lived here. They've been imprisoned by their own lasciviousness, imprisoned by their own liberalism. That's how bums wound up crapping on sidewalks. They're so free, they wouldn't even take control of that. For two months, I've been telling them, round up the homeless. Move them to internment camps if you want to call them that. You want to be nice about it? Build them housing 100 miles out of a city center. The military could could put up barrack-style housing virtually overnight. Prefabricated housing. And you move the homeless populations out of our city centers because anyone who studied epidemics, as I have since I am a college student, will tell you that epidemics spread more quickly in settings such as that of the, quote, bum encampments or homeless encampments. For the sake of the society at large, they should have rounded them up months ago. But no, not not anymore, not here, no. Instead, we the people have to pay for the price. We the taxpayer now are paying the price. They were free to deal drugs, use drugs, do whatever they wanted in the streets, but I couldn't drive to a supermarket without some fascist telling me I might be stopped. Oh, my friends, there's so much to talk about. What would you suggest? Do you understand what's going on? You want more money printed? You don't understand that leads to hyperinflation? 
You understand the value of the dollar falls each time you print more money that has no basis in reality? You understand what that means? If you study financial crises over the centuries, and I don't have to take you back to the time of Rome. I have to take you back to the 1870s when we had our first financial collapse in this country. I have to talk about the 1929 stock market crash, do I? You don't have to be a genius to remember that, what happened. In the country, my family was affected by it. It changed their lives, which changed my life, which shaped me as I am. And so it happened in France in the 1960s. I remember I went there in the late 60s as a student for a while. And when I got a bill with an NF on it, I didn't know what it was. An NF, a new franc. Overnight, the government decided to revalue the paper currency. So a $100 bill becomes 10 new francs. It's worth 10% of what it was the day before. Can't happen here? Why couldn't it happen here? We're giving out now $2,000 to everyone in the country. Does that include illegal aliens from Mexico, El Salvador, Nicaragua, China even? They, they get $2,000 also? Really? What about people who are billionaires and millionaires? They also get $2,000 checks? No one's thinking this through. This is all like knee-jerk reactions to everything. I'd like to hear what you, the people, have to say about this. San Francisco, Henry, let's make it quick. Everyone, 30 seconds or less. The lines are jammed. Uh, Henry, make your point, please. Uh, by executive action, by order, uh, the president should invoke United States Code 31, Section 5115, the United States note provision, as President Lincoln did, and, and reintroduce the greenback, uh, interest-free money, and pay down the debt by two-thirds. Not only will that help Wall Street, it would precipitate this precipitation of our next financial... Wait, wait, are you saying the government should print new currency and all old currency is worthless? No, I'm saying that we should inject interest-free money by paying down the debt two-thirds. Another, uh, the reason is the, uh, the, the central bank is printing inflation and debt. And what will happen? Wait, let's let's take it a step at a time. You agree with me by printing money, the central government is printing basically deficit spending as well, correct? Correct. Okay, next step. That leads to hyperinflation. Do we agree with each other so far? Yes. Next step, value of our dollar falls. We agree with that. We don't know how far. So your solution is what, sir? Print interest-free money, which the central bank has no control of. And it is legal with this uh, United States code. It is at the president's prerogative and the Congress's prerogative. It would, if you paid down two-thirds of our debt, it would stimulate this economy. It's an interesting thought, Henry. I didn't know about that. I didn't know Lincoln had done that. But you're obviously interested in financial markets, and I thank you for that suggestion. I hope the president gets that idea. It may happen tomorrow. Uh, you never know how ideas spread in a nation. When the cruise ship was brought in here, I was saying, no, 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 don't let them ashore. Don't bring them to the uh, to the military bases. Don't put them in our hospitals. Of course, I was right because I've studied epidemiology since 1970s. And uh, any common sense would tell you, no, you don't release them to general population. No, no, you don't do that. You bring hospital ships, I said. We even have the soundbite. Bring hospital ships into America, they were all, by the way, overseas. They were, you know they were, where they were? Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they were in Venezuela. Do you remember when I did this, what date it was? March 9th. On March 9th, your talk show host, Michael Savage, 
called for the U.S. to conscript ships for hospital ships, bring them to port. No one listened to me because I don't wear a a Captain Kangaroo outfit from the U.S. Public Health Service. All the Captain Kangaroos now are out there, people we never heard of before. Unbelievable to me. And they're running like chickens without heads. They don't know what they're talking about, most of them. And where where did so many experts come from? They're all experts, yet the disease is spreading. You hear this? I never saw it. There are as many experts as there are viruses out there. Everyone's an expert with a Captain Kangaroo outfit from the U.S. Public Health Service. And not one of them foresaw this even when it was spreading. Clifton in the San Francisco area, you're on the Savage Nation. What's uh, on your mind today? Mike, what's going on, man? We're living in treacherous times right now, my brother. And I think that we need voices like yours and voices like mine and voices like everybody who love freedom to speak to the situation right now, man. This is so ridiculous to us, not even funny, man. You know, you think about what's going on and how these people are literally letting people put chains on them, man. If I... So, in other words, the people are gladly putting chains on their own freedoms because the government sneezed at them. Exactly. All right, now you make a good point, Clifton. Right, we're putting chains on ourselves and saying thank you to the government. Nobody's raised the peep and said, wait a minute, you don't have that power to do this to us. Okay. I live in San Francisco. It's ground zero for hypocrisy on every level. Wild and crazy San Francisco. Everyone gave up their freedoms without so much as a sneeze. So much as a sneeze. Santa Clara, John, line one, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hi, Dr. Savage. Uh, Do you think now that we have the test kits uh, available that we should be doing random sampling of about 10,000 people across the country to make sure, you know, that the morbidity rate isn't as high as the media is suggesting? Well, I would do it amongst uh, uh, populations that are more likely to have the coronavirus. I wouldn't do it in general because there aren't enough testing kits. I would start with the community. No, no, I would start with the communities who are at the highest risk of uh, this disease. I force them to take tests. I would do mandatory testing amongst the highest risk communities, which we hear so much about, such as the homeless community. I test them first. There are others that need to be tested first. Not everyone in America is equal with regard to risk. But this is what happens when you have a panic and you have no one in charge of the public health service who's saying it like it is. It's like taking away the freedoms from everyone instead of taking away the freedoms from those who are at the most in the most high-risk communities. Understand that? This is a repeat of the mistakes of 9-11. Remember that? Remember before 9-11, you were able to get on an airplane with almost no problem? And then instead of screening only those who were most likely to be terrorists, every one of us had to give up our freedoms. That included your grandmother, who was frisked by the TSA in a wheelchair. Ahmed walked right through. They were afraid of offending Ahmed and the Muslim uh, pressure groups. So all of us gave up our freedoms. The same thing is happening all over again. No, we're all not equally at risk in this country. Some communities are right now more likely to have this virus in their community than the general population. 
And I would say start with the testing there. But that makes too much sense, you understand, for the Captain Kangaroos in the U.S. Public Health Service and all of the crypto fascists in California uh, who want absolute power over all the people. I love the word crypto fascist because that's what liberals have always been. They've always been crypto fascists waiting to strike with their authoritarianism at the blink of an eye. But then again, you, the listener, probably have things to say that need to be heard. This is a talk show, which means we all talk to each other and you have ideas. I have made some controversial statements on this program. I've asked your China pay for coronavirus, meaning SARS COVID-19. Some are saying yes. Some are saying no. I said that only at risk communities should be initially tested. You can uh, comment on that. Do you fear that the new money will have to be printed like the new Frank of the 1960s? That there's a lot of things. The other day, I have to take a quick break in one second. Uh, I um, put something up on March 17th. I said, avoid ibuprofen if you have or think you have contracted COVID. And they're studying why the disease pathway in Italy is more serious. One of the factors was that most patients took ibuprofen at home. They joined the virus and ibuprofen in the laboratory and concluded that. I warned people about it on March 17th. I was roundly criticized by the Know Nothing Party out there. And then it was confirmed that I was once again ahead of the curve. I'll be back in a minute on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You know, some products come along in podcasts and radio that you really love. Paint Your Life is one of them. I'm an amateur painter, but Paint Your Life is amazing. And when I heard that at PaintYourLife.com, you could have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from your photograph. I thought, wow, what a great idea. It must be so expensive because it's a live artist. But the truth is at PaintYourLife.com, you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from any photo at an affordable price. Listen to me. I love this product. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Do you have an original painting of yourself, your children, your family, a special place, a cherished pet here or in the next world? It's all at a price you can afford from PaintYourLife.com. This is a true painting. They're done by hand by a world-class artist created from a favorite photo. I had one done of Teddy and me. I took the original photo from my book, Teddy and Me. I sent it to them, and it came back as an oil painting. And really true to form, like the picture itself, like the photo. It's the perfect gift for birthday, anniversaries, or Valentine's Day. Not only that, you choose the artist whose work you most admire from a list of many of them. And you work with the artist throughout the process until every detail, you know, suits your demands. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. It's great for decor because it's a work of art. With Paint Your Life, you get your favorite memories transformed into a work of art that will be cherished forever. It's a special gift for someone you love as well, or even for yourself. Now, here's the killer. Right now, as a limited time offer, get 30% off your painting. You heard me. 30% off any picture you send turned into an oil painting and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. SAVAGE to 64000. I promise you, you will love Paint Your Life. 
You will love what they do. Text SAVAGE to 64000. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. You will thank me. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, loss of civil liberties. People are panicking and they're giving up their freedoms without so much as a whimper, especially in the wild and crazy and really far out San Francisco area. All the crazy wild people knuckled under without so much as a whimper. We should talk about the giving up of our civil liberties, don't you think? And now they're blaming grandparents. In Italy, they said it was the love for the grandparents that may have worsened the spread of coronavirus. You know, as a trained epidemiologist, I would say not so fast. No, I don't think it's the aging population. Because Japan used extensive early testing and strict travel controls early on. And uh, although they have a very large aging, aging population in Japan, 28% of the population in Japan is over 65 They've reported only 814 cases and 24 deaths in Japan. No, that's not the reason that the virus spread so fast in Italy, as per- reported by the know-nothings in the media. It's not Italy's love for grandparents that worsened the spread of coronavirus. Not so fast. What was it then? Well, Michael Savage has an idea. What do you think of this one? It's the very large and mobile Chinese workers in the huge Milan garment industry. Oh, yeah, you didn't know about that. Milano is the center of a huge garment industry. And most of the workers work in slave labor conditions in back room, in basements, in back rooms, basements, sewing and whatnot. They live like slaves, the poor Chinese do. And they go back and forth to China. Of course, that wasn't mentioned. The know-nothings in the media immediately said, oh, it's the visiting of the grandparents, because in Italy they love their grandparents. They love their grandparents. That's why it happened. And I said, no, not so fast. Don't blame the grandparents. As I said, Japan has a very high percentage population over 65. And they introduced extensive early testing and strict travel controls. And they reported only 814 cases and 24 deaths. No, it's not the grandparents. Again, we're not allowed to mention race, even though when it's race. So when the president says it's the Chinese virus, right away the knee-jerk liberals attack him and call him a racist. And I would say that those people who scream race in a crowded nation are by far the number one racists in the nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I can announce further steps to expand testing capacity. We're working with several groups to determine if the self-swab, a much easier process than the current process that's uh, not very... 
nice to do, I can tell you, because I did it. Uh, but uh, we have a current process that's a little bit difficult. If you have it done, uh, the, uh, the groups are working on determining if a self-swab by an individual is as effective as the other. The other is very effective, very accurate. We're going to see if we can do a self-swab, which is, uh, would be a lot more popular, I can tell you that. Self-swap, self-swap. Meanwhile, in California, people have given up their civil liberties without so much as a squeak. All the wild and crazy sex maniacs who thought that dragging their chains in public and screaming, I am free, I am free, I am free, all these years, meant that they were wild and crazy. No, they weren't. They were slaves to begin with. Now the National Guard has been called by Governor Newsom. And he said, quote, we have the ability to do martial law, to do martial law. Word, again, using the, the drug word, do. Let's do martial law. Let's do a little martial law. If we feel the necessity, if we feel the necessity, who's he? What do you mean? If he feels the necessity, he can invoke martial law for no reason whatsoever. And what about a um, constraint upon our domestic travel? Is that on the table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if there's a constraint on domestic travel? President invoked wartime authority. That's astounding. That's a big story. World War II, they basically invoke wartime authority of all of our auto plants to produce tanks and, and guns rather than producing cars. That's why if you look in the car world, you ever wonder why there are no 1942, 43, 44, 45 cars? Those of you know cars, because the wartime production was given over to wartime needs. You look uh, in, into the world of automobiles, and you, you realize that we had this great manufacturing capacity that was turned to the needs of the nation, which were military needs. Well, now the Military uh, Act, or whatever he's calling it, it doesn't matter what the act, actual act is, he's going to uh, use this wartime act to turn some of our manufacturing, which is very good, by the way, to make stuff here that was shipped over to China when they stole our factories during the Clinton years. See, this all goes back to the Clinton years. I don't want to waste your time by explaining to you how this happened, how we got here, who sold us down the river. I, I've got the names. I've never forgotten them. I can go all the way back to the Clinton years when old Smiley from the Arkansas area there, uh, in addition to diddling his assistants, was selling America out to the Chinese. They were taking our factories, our entire factories out of this country, gutting us. Guys like me were screaming, don't let them do it. Well, I was nobody. No one listened to me. Just like today, I'm only a talk show host and a best-selling author. I said, bring in the hospital ships on March 9th. Well, now the hospital ships are in. I know that they hear me because I speak to some of them in the highest places. So I'll ask you in the highest places today, those of you who get this message, in the government, in the inner circle, in the Winter Palace, why has the Canadian border been slammed shut but not the Mexican border? And why you're listening to Michael Savage, who was right about so many things along this, uh, in, the, in this epidemic. Why we're talking about this. Ask yourselves if China should pay $1 trillion into the IMF and WHO right now to ease the burden, since the president himself called it what it is, the Wuhan virus. No, it's not the bat virus. It's the Wuhan virus. And uh, it disseminated or spread from their nation to their own country and to the world. So here we are, California preparing for martial law, whatever it takes for the communists who are disguised as liberals to impose power upon their power down upon us. 
is happening. And we have on this show at the bottom of this hour, Indiana Representative Jim Banks. Why do I have him on? Because he said on Monday that the United States should begin forcing China to pay the burden and the cost incurred by the U.S. due to the Wuhan coronavirus. Now, this is an Indiana lawmaker, someone from the heartland. And he said the U.S. should place the financial burden caused by the Chinese coronavirus on China. And he's going to float several ways to do that, including China relieving a great amount of U.S. debt. He'll be, he'll be here on the show to talk about that right here on The Savage Nation. I'm going to give you the best information, the best ideas for the financial and uh, financial um, future, and also the best way for you to behave in the coming weeks and months. It's going to get much worse before it gets better at all. And I was like, when I go out to the market or wherever I go, you know the ones I feel the most sad for? The young parents. They really, it kills me to see them. I saw a young father with his son today going over to a park area with a ball to take the little boy out because the schools are closed. I can't imagine what the kids are going through. The children must be terrified right now. Mommy, why is the school closed? Mommy, why is my schedule interrupted? Daddy, why can't I go out and play? Daddy, why can't I see my friend Alan? Mommy, where's Ellen today? Can't Ellen come over and play? Can you imagine how hard this is right now on the young parents in this country? It's astounding what's going on. We're only looking at when we get the potatoes in the market. You know, how's our 401k? I get it. But look around yourself at what's going on in this society. And think about all the pregnant women in this country, how frightened they must be. We have to think about the next generation, not ignore it. I'll take your calls. Phone number is 855-407-282. I personally think they went much too far here in the San Francisco area. Too fast, too far. They should have clamped down on the communities at risk, not the entire Bay Area. But this is how liberalism works. They make all of us pay. Not the some of us, but all of us. The same with the TSA after 9-11. We gave up all of our rights the minute we entered an airport. We threw it right out the window. Instead of saying, hey, not so fast, don't frisk my grandmother in a wheelchair. Frisk the guys who you think might be most likely to be a terrorist. And what happened? We had all of the pressure groups like CARE screaming it was racist to look at those most likely to be terrorists at the airports alone. And because of the sensitization of our our oversensitive natures about this word race we became stupid and gave up all of our freedoms everyone threw their freedoms out the window you walk naked through the airport take off your shoes sure take off your tie sure take off your belt sure take the money out of your pocket sure sure master sure master whatever you want master just empty your life out in front of me to get on an airplane that's what we did then that's what we're doing now it's going to get worse than what we're doing now this is worse than what happened with the tsa much worse I go to a supermarket, I have to worry if a cop's going to stop me. Who ever heard of a thing like this? What the hell is his business if I'm going to a supermarket? Who the hell made him in charge of my life? I don't like it. I'm sorry. There's a part of me that's rebelling against this. And I'm a trained epidemiologist. I'm as germophobic as the president, if not more so. But this is ridiculous. This is outrageous. To generalize this fascism upon entire communities instead of the communities at most risk. It's a repeat of 9-11. Think about what I'm saying. Again, generalizing, generalizing, generalizing is what they're doing. 
disseminating the same thing upon all of us, even our little children, instead of the communities at most risk. So who are the communities at most risk? Am I allowed to even say it? I know who they are. Everyone knows who they are. Nancy Pelosi went and bought, uh, she went and had a meal in Chinatown three weeks ago. Remember the idiot? She went and said there's nothing to fear. Remember the idiot Pelosi went to Chinatown? Oh, don't worry about it all. I'm having a meal in Chinatown. I'm having dim sum, moron. Always with the wrong answer at the wrong time. Well, there's an at-risk community. Sad to say. I have Chinese friends. They agree with me. They agree with me 100%. We have one of the largest, if not the largest, Chinatown outside of China right here in San Francisco. Love it. Eat there all the time, but not recently. They're the highest-risk community in the Bay Area. Why? 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 How many of them are undocumented? How many of them traveled back and forth to China uh, before or during the 60-day period that we became aware of? We don't know. That's a high-risk community. There are other high-risk communities. The homeless population, for weeks I've been screaming, stop, idiot. They're one of the most riskiest communities right now are the bums in the street living in 10 cities. They have compromised immune systems. They have no hygiene. They have rats, lice, fleas. I said it's only a matter of time until an epidemic breaks out in these communities. And of course, we've had them. We had the plague break out in the L.A. homeless community. Again, they swept it under the rug. And what did the great politicians do about the bums in the street? Nothing. Nothing. While you were being told you couldn't visit your grandmother, the bums were being told they can continue to crap in the street and go uh, score crack. That's the government at work. That's another high-risk community that should be uh, looked at first. Not you. Not you. No, not at all. But again, you know, one size fits all. That's how governments work. One size fits all especially when you have very, very, very small-minded people in government, especially at the state and local levels, who can only think through lenses such as race, racism, and things of that nature. Train little sheeple. That's what they are. Well, there's a lot to be said here today. California considering martial law. Why is San Fran in lockdown? Are you aware that drugs may make you more susceptible to severe effects of coronavirus, such as ibuprofen? Uh, diabetes and hypertension drugs as well. Ask your doctor. Some of them do know uh, what the literature uh, supports. Uh, Some of them don't know anything. Look into that. Drugs that you are taking that may make you more susceptible to severe effects of coronavirus. We know about ibuprofen. Diabetes drugs, hypertension drugs could uh, be troublesome. But what about marijuana? Not a lot of talk about that either in this time of uh, the viral plague. Now, if you smoke anything, boys and girls, you're attacking your lungs. If you smoke anything, cigarettes, we know are toxic. Hydrocarbons and cigarettes, the toxins in cigarettes. We all know about tobacco. But did you know that marijuana smoke, boys and girls, is more toxic than cigarette smoke? Hasn't anyone told you that yet? The great governors of the great states haven't told you to stop smoking marijuana, not smoke anything right now because it weakens your uh, lungs attacks your epithelial cells all the way from your lips down into your lungs. Common sense would indicate that. A 13-year-old, a smart 13-year-old would know that. But not the leaders of our states. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. The Department of Housing and Urban Development is providing immediate relief to renters and homeowners by suspending all foreclosures and evictions until the end of April. So we're working very closely with Dr. Ben Carson and everybody from HUD. 
uh, every generation of Americans has been called to make shared sacrifices for the good of the nation. There's nothing more anyone on earth could be doing than what uh, Trump is doing right now. In fact, almost all of his policies are that of a, a Roosevelt, a liberal Democrat, printing money, giving away money, suspending foreign uh, foreclosures and, and evictions. Uh, and yet we hear nothing, no one praising him from the vermin in the media. Vermin in the media, all they do is say he's racist for calling it the Chinese virus. That's all they can think about. These tiny little people who came out of uh, journalism schools. That's all they uh, are trained to think about. Racism, racism, racism. He's a great leader right now. No one could do any better. But what about reparations? What about that issue of reparations? Uh, Representative Jim Banks will be with us momentarily, who's saying we should demand reps from Communist China for coronavirus. Rep, uh, Representative Jim Banks, a Republican from Indiana. And uh, he wants them to pay the burden and the cost incurred. I don't know how much that would be. We'll ask him how much he thinks they should pay and how. But uh, people are saying... Uh, they can do it by forgiving debt. Another person says this sounds like a case for the Hague. Maybe it isn't a war crime, but doesn't the Communist Party's negligence and willful withholding and destruction of evidence that could have helped to stem the worldwide spread of uh, COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-19 constitute a crime against humanity? By the way, the correct uh, description of this disease through acronyms would be a sars covid illness, incidentally, because it's very much like a, a SARS-like illness, according to doctors who are treating it. And so whether it's biological warfare that went awry or an accident, escaped from their labs, we're, they, look, we're at a loggerheads with them right now. And I think that this is going to get much, much worse before it gets any better at all. And I don't mean just the illness. We all know that's going to get worse here because once the testing begins, and once more and more cases are realized in the surrounding com in our communities, people are going to panic even more. And that's going to be a reality. So I could sit here and say, like a Pollyanna, don't worry and all that. But that's not my job. I have to be a realist with you, which is what I've been for 25 years. And no, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And you can say, well, it's just fear itself. To a certain extent, that is true. Because by and large, it's a rather mild disease for healthy people. Although... There are now signs that even amongst young, there's a grave damage to their lung tissue, even when they have a mild case of the disease. You know, ask them what that really means. So I'm not so sure this is such a mild disease. Also, the recurrence rate, as I've been saying for weeks now, is very worrisome. Recurrence rate, morbidity. These are things that the media hasn't talked about. Recurrence rates, morbidity, things of that nature, something that you learn in graduate school when you study epidemiology. These are not being discussed, but they're very important. So in other words, you may go through the acute phase now through April. I don't know why they're coming up with April. That's like a magic date. April 7th makes no sense. April 7th, magically, we're all going to be able to go out and dance in the streets again. Why? Well, it's going to get warmer and it's going to go away? Not necessarily. And by the way, while it gets warmer here, it gets colder in the southern hemisphere. You haven't even begin to see the, the epidemic in the Southern Hemisphere where there's an awful lot of population, big population down there, big population. South America, you know, down Tierra del Fuego way, they get the summer, we get the winter, we get the winter, they get the summer, we get the summer, they get the winter. So it hasn't even started down there. So you're going to see it keep going. Then what happens? We get it here, we get the, it goes away a little bit. Come uh, autumn, comes back, recurrence rate. There's a high recurrence rate in China, by the way, that they're hiding. 
I've studied all the day. I'm studying the articles coming out of legitimate science journals. People are getting better. And then a little while later, they're testing positive again. So they've been carrying the illness after they thought they were better. My, f- my friends, look, we're living in, it seems like a science fiction movie to me when I wake up. It doesn't seem real to me either. I feel like I'm in suspended animation, like this can't really be happening to my country. Is this real? It's as real as a heart attack. Michael Savage, a host like no other. These are trying times for all of us, and people are not knowing what to do. They're hunkering down. They're staying home, especially here in the San Francisco area. Everyone gave up their civil liberties without so much as a squeak. All the wild and crazy people willing to throw away their civil liberties because some petty bureaucrats told them to stay at home. Well, what about reparations from communist China for the coronavirus? Representative Jim Banks from Indiana says yes, and he joins us now on the uh, Savage Nation Thank God someone has the guts and brains. Representative Banks, thanks for bringing up the question. Hey, good to be with you. Seems like the most reasonable question to ask at this point. It is. And, and what, what, are you, what kind of, are you getting anyone else in Congress saying, yeah, why not? Well, Tom Cotton, I think, is, uh, is on the same page. Um, you know, everyone is focused on, on addressing the, the crisis of the moment, which I understand. And uh, this is probably a conversation we'll be having for a long time to come. But um, this seems very simple to me. We passed that $8.5 billion relief package at the outset. The Senate just passed the House's $100 billion-plus package, and they're working on a trillion-dollar package. Mm. For that, why should the American taxpayers and my daughter's generation foot the bill for the coronavirus uh, when we all know it was due to, the, to China's negligence that led to this situation in the first place. And right. And whether it was uh, on purpose, escaped a, a by a warfare lab or by accident, then they hid the, the disease from the, from the world to begin with. How would you do that? Do you avoid their treasuries? What do we do? They have they, how much in the U.S. treasuries does China hold? Well, we estimate it's about a, it's about a trillion dollars of American debt that, that China holds. So that, you know, it's funny you should say it because I, I was saying you're on the show when the show began and I'm not an expert in the field. I said they should immediately transfer a trillion dollars to the IMF and the World Health Organization. And now that the sum is a trillion dollars in our treasuries, that's what they hold. Uh, that, that's what that's what we've estimated. And the, the statistics that we found uh, would suggest that, that that's where we start. I think on top of that, President Trump should institute tariffs and use uh, the dollars from those tariffs that we uh, uh, place into a coronavirus uh, victim relief fund. And that, that's another avenue that we can hmm. use. Coronavirus victim relief fund. That's fabulous. Well, we know the Chinese government is not going to just do this uh, without being forced to. How do you force them to pay? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm merely suggesting that uh, we need to begin this conversation. My, my, tax, my, my constituents and taxpayers in Northeast Indiana aren't going to stand for this for long, knowing that they're footing the bill um, for something that they don't deserve and something that, that China is directly responsible for. So I want to work with the administration to figure out how do we put that type of pressure on China to force them to pony up to the table to, to offset these costs. So I, I, I hope there's a solution here somewhere from conversations like you and I are having at the moment where we can figure out what to do and how to do it. But I can tell you this, that President Trump is exactly the type of leader for a moment like this to hold China accountable. You saw the phase one trade deal as we, as we enter into future trade deals. Uh, nothing that we do in the future 
with China uh, can, could possibly ignore the enormous cost uh, and this crisis that they place on the United States of America. Okay, well, let's go back again to demand reparations from Communist China for coronavirus. And Representative Jim Banks, Republican of Indiana, is on the show right now to talk about this. Uh, overall, I think Trump is getting an A-plus for the handling of the crisis. I don't see how anyone could do better. In fact, how a liberal Democrat could do better is beyond me because Trump's basically doing everything a liberal Democrat would do on steroids. Isn't that true? Hey, in many ways, I, I mean, I, I would agree with you. I don't know what I don't know what else he could do that he's not doing. Well, what about printing money and giving out two thousand dollars to everyone? That seems a little rash to me. Uh, I, I I don't see how that's feasible or possible. I know the senators are taking that up. I know Josh Hawley in a private meeting in the Senate this week suggested that we shouldn't be sending thousand dollar checks to everyone. We should direct those best support to those who have been affected and, and who need it. I hope they come up with a way to do that. I don't know how you do that. but How do you give $2,000 to everyone? Does that include illegal aliens who don't belong in the country to begin with? Does that include millionaires and billionaires who don't need the money? How, how do you decide who gets the $2,000 check? I, I don't know. I mean, this is a this is a solution that's been raised by Secretary of the Treasury, uh, uh, Stephen Mnuchin. Uh, <laughs> I know. Are they just making this stuff up without thinking it through? I'm terrified about the, look, Congressman, your idea of reparations makes sense. Collecting it is another story. Uh, but, you know, we do have the power. Can't the debt be voided? Can't companies, for example, declare that they're not paying the debt to China? What if the companies that do business with China say, uh, by government edict, we're not paying, we can't pay? What would happen then? Well, with the backing of the, of the federal government, um, uh, perhaps we could find an avenue to provide them protections uh, to do exactly that. I mean, that, that's one solution. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at legislative solutions across the board from preventing the VA, the largest healthcare network uh, in the world, from purchasing medical equipment from China. I'm dumbfounded that that happens to begin with, but hmm. this is how we apply that type of pressure on China moving forward to, uh, to hold them accountable. What about just voiding their treasury holdings? Could we do that? I, I, I don't know. Uh, if, but that, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, if, if President Trump uh, looked into what he could do uh, by executive order and if Congress would support him in that, um, I, I, I don't know why that wouldn't be a, a possible solution on the table that we should absolutely explore. Well, President Trump said this is like war. He's in, 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 in invoked the, a, a portion of the War Powers Act with commandeering U.S. industries. This seems to be a financial war as well at this time, whether it is intended or not. This country is in a financial freefall right now. And uh, I'm trying to find out what is coming tomorrow. And so people are saying, well, China should pay for it because it started there. Is that really fair to say China should pay for the burden and the cost? Did they do this on purpose? Are you of the school saying that they, they certainly didn't release this on purpose, did they? Well, I, I don't know how we can answer uh, any of those questions because China refused the CDC and the WHO from entering China way back in January. Robert O'Brien, the National Security Advisor, said yesterday that uh, China preventing uh, the CDC from coming and, and uh, studying the virus has cost the American response uh, a full two months in our ability to react to this crisis. So that alone is why I, I direct and place the blame on China for 
what what the American citizens. So the obfuscation and negligence on their part in the beginning phases of this, uh, let us say, contributed greatly to the spread of the virus throughout the world. And in that regard, it doesn't matter whether it was on purpose. That alone is negligent. And uh, that is a pretext for the United States to demand some form of reparations, I would believe. Uh, absolutely. And, he, and here's the deal, Michael. The American people are behind the president and holding China accountable for what we're going through in this moment. Uh, I, I feel it is, it's, by, it's by broad bipartisan support for that notion. Um, they should be held accountable in reparations to pay the cost uh, for what we're going through, what our economy is going through, is uh, completely warranted. Congressman Banks, before you leave us on the Savage Nation, this is a good idea. Are there any Democrats that you have met in Congress who are willing to go along with you on this at this early stage of the demand for reparations from China? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, they're certainly not vocal about it. I mean, you, you hear the you've already heard Biden and, and Bernie and others on the presidential stage, many of them that were on the stage before dismiss China as a threat. Um, obviously, they're not willing to go there. I, I have some colleagues. Well, the Biden family did a lot of business with China over the years. Hunter was back and forth to China and Ukraine. We cut right into the family uh, money, old Biden. So I wouldn't use him as a reliable source. But it's sickening to think that the Democrats have more contempt for our own nation and our own president than they do for communist China. If, if they feel the, the same type of reaction that I feel for my constituents, that they will uh, step up to the plate and hold China accountable for this. Matter. You know, Congressman, I wish that I were in your district rather than in Nancy Pelosi's district. I, I feel listening to you that I have a real American congressman on the line. I have no representation here in the San Francisco area. It is a one-party state that is more corrupt than communist China itself. Congressman Banks, Indiana, demand reparations from communist China. We'll hear a lot more about this in the coming weeks and months, but you heard it first on the Savage Nation. Representative Banks, thanks for being with us Great. on the program. So you see where the ideas are coming from. They're coming from the heartland of America. They're not coming from the porn belt. Uh, good ideas like this are coming from the corn belt, not from the porn belt. I live here in the porn belt, controlled by this uh, one-party system of uh, Pelosi and, and family, Pelosi and company. That's what I have here. There's no newspaper that will bring us any news. The TV channels are useless. These million-dollar sound trucks running around the Bay Area reporting on nothing, unless it has to do with racism, sexism, or homophobia, you don't see it. We have no news here in the San Francisco area. There's no newspapers in California. Instead, we have a communist-like system, a one-party system that is giving us not the truth, but nothing but the lies day and night and stealing our liberties. Again, I, I want to say to you, think very carefully whether you consider yourself a social liberal or a fiscal conservative or something in between. Have you ever seen and did you ever think that Americans would give up their civil liberties so quickly as they have in the San Francisco area. And think of how ironic it is that the San Francisco area, which pretends to be so wild and free and just out there with freedom, gave up their freedoms without so much as a squeak. Think about that, and I'll get back to you before you get back to me on The Savage Nation. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. We know that the first government to be aware of the Wuhan virus was the Chinese government. That imposes a special responsibility to raise the flag, to say, we have a problem, this is different and unique and presents risk. 
and it took an awful long time for the world to become aware of this risk that was sitting there residing inside of China. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the after action when the time is right. Um, every nation has responsibility to share all of their data, all of their information in as timely and accurate fashion as they have the ability to do, not only uh, because it's the right thing to do, because that's how you save lives for your own people as well. The Chinese Communist Party had a responsibility to do this not only for Americans and Italians and South Koreans and Iranians who are now suffering, but for their own people as well. That was our great Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, blasting the Chinese government for a disinformation campaign and hiding information on the coronavirus, letting it spread worldwide. So when you hear me raise the question, as I did in the last segment, of do they owe us and the world reparations, you know, you figure it out yourself. Now, there are apologists in the media and the Democrat Party who do big business with them will say no. And we know who they are. We know that Bernie Sanders, is, he's irrelevant. Forget it. But Biden will say no reparations because of his family connections to China through his son, Hunter, who was a, a man in so many countries, Ukraine, China, you know what. Uh, let's not talk about that right now because it's going to be Biden versus Trump. And I don't think Biden really has much of a chance right now, not with the crisis. We're in. I don't think people want to shift leadership at a time of national crisis. That's my, my reading of the situation. Plus, Trump is doing a very strong, he's doing as good a job as anyone could do. Let's put it that way. And most of the policies that Trump is invoking are those of a liberal Democrat. There is no way a liberal Democrat could do more uh, in the form of financial, et cetera, than Trump is doing. So what could they do that he's not doing? Nothing. And you want to take a chance now of shifting a government in the middle of this? I don't. And I don't think you do either. $2,000 for each American. Wrong idea. Uh, things are going to get worse before they get better. And uh, now they're contemplating, will the date of the November election be changed? I told you the other day, the president himself cannot do that. It would have to be done through an act of Congress, which is very unlikely. I don't think Trump could delay the November election. I know he can't do it on his own, okay? But the Congress could do it. I doubt very much that they would do that. But let's talk about us, we the people, on a day-to-day -day basis. I live in ground zero for social conformity. Uh, it's ironic, again, that the people who think that they're nonconformists here, wild and free and crazy, are actually the most conformist people in the United States of America. And they yielded their civil liberties without so much as a whimper. The people who would riot over sexual restrictions, the people who would riot over marijuana restrictions, had nothing to say about freedom of movement and freedom of association. They've given up their own civil liberties without even questioning the authority of those saying, you have no rights to enjoy these anymore. You have no right to enjoy freedom of movement nor freedom of association. Having said that, I recognize that there are requirements during the time of an epidemic for restrictions. But should it be generalized? Should the restrictions be applied across the board? One size fits all? Not in the most high-risk communities? Here we go again. It's a repeat of what happened after 9-11. We all gave up our civil liberties to get on an airplane. They stripped grandma naked in a wheelchair, and they let Ahmed walk on the airplane for fear that they would offend him and the CAIR. Well, here we go again. There are certain communities uh, that are at higher risk for harboring and spreading this virus than others. I don't need Dr. Schmendrick from CNN to confirm it. 
I don't need Dr. Fauci to get up there with another Gucci suit or another another tie and suit for the day to tell me whether I'm right or wrong. I know as much about it as he does, if not more, because I'm not bound by political constraints. My mind is freer. And I could read the same medical literature that anyone in this nation could read. And I could read it with the freedom of not being attached to any institution. And I am telling you as I stand here, they have taken away too many of our liberties too quickly. And we ought to stand up to these petty bureaucrats, these little crypto fascists here in California and elsewhere, before we all lose our freedoms altogether and forever. Don't think it can't happen here. That's how fascism creeps in. It starts with, well, we're doing it for the sake of the people. Oh, good. Oh, great. So for the sake of the people, I'll stay home for the rest of my life. What's next? Well, for the sake of the people, we're going to give up our guns. But it's temporarily. You'll turn them all in because we're afraid that you'll use the guns in a bad way. We'll give that up. For the sake of the people, we're going to let petty bureaucrats come into your house and look to see if you hoarded any food. For the sake of the people, we'll see if you have too many cans of beans. And what, you're going to let them in your house? Another, another right given up? Because some petty bureaucrat in some state capital decided they should let a petty bureaucrat into your house to see if you hoarded too many beans? My friends, we're in uncharted territory. Stand firm. The government is not your friend in this case. I warn you, the liberal Democrats are showing who they really are. They're crypto fascists. That's it for the night. Be here or be nowhere. I'm Michael Savage. Goodbye. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 